so so sorry just retreading old ground since nobody can hear me um here on minority movie report we are we are just lay people who love film we do this for entertainment we do this to get um minority perspectives on film out there into the world and so that's that's what we're here for and today we're going to be covering disney's latest musical hit because it feels like a musical i mean are all disney child movies musicals kind Mm. of not all of them i wouldn't been the most recent one without any music big hero six that's true the incredibles another one well i was thinking about luca and like luca's luca's not a musical all right maybe Mm. i was wrong I feel like all I love Luca. Luca was so good. Luca, okay, oh, we, we might have to get you back on for Luca then, because I haven't watched that movie yet, and oh, I hear good. incredible things. So yeah, I think Disney just keeps outdoing themselves, because every time they release a new movie, I'm like, this might be my new favorite Disney movie, and then they just keep topping themselves. I saw Ryan, I was like, it can't get any better than this, and then here we go. We have Encanto, and I was just like, okay, jeez, <laughs> could you please stop Disney? Because I'm my edges are trying to grow back. <laughs> And it just keeps snatching them off. I am obsessed with Encanto. It's I I just think it's such a special little movie. I, it's too short. That's my biggest complaint about it. It mm-hmm. it could have been another thirty minutes, and I would have been fully invested. But um, yeah, I would I would have been okay with two or three more songs, if I'm being honest. You know what I mean? Well, are we just yeah. gonna jump right into it? Cause... Well, let's yeah, let's just jump right into it. I mean, everybody's here because we're we're here for Encanto, so. Let's talk about Encanto. Uh, first, uh, but before we do that, Arrow, thank you so much for the resub. I appreciate it. Evening, friend. We are talking uh, spoiler talk about the Disney's newest movie, Encanto, so be prepared. Thank you, KB. My wonderful girlfriend and mod, KB. She's out here being a real one. We appreciate She's you. She's the best. She is the best. So, yes, let's let's jump into it. Uh, let's Overall thoughts. Yeah, I guess, what was your first impression? You just Credits roll. How do you feel about Encanto? It felt familiar to me. Okay. Like different, like wholly original and unique and different, but also very familiar in some ways. Just the whole vibe and the look and, and everything that they were kind of going for. Um, that like, yeah, it just felt very familiar. I've read a couple of the books by the guy. I didn't even know until after the movie was out and I started reading about the inspiration for the movie that like I've read a couple of the, the books from the guy that was ins- that they got the book that inspired the movie and okay um, a, a colombian folk writer from like the 70s oh wow um, i didn't know that that's amazing i didn't even know it was inspired by books I, I thought this was like a wholly original but that's you know i mean yeah that's fine by me they did a great job with the with the with the source material i think it's only very 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 loosely based off of this this gentleman's book but it's okay. a it's a phenomenal book it just kind of gave them the vibe and the starting off place and it's a wholly original story compared to his book but I mean, they kind of did the same thing with frozen too as well i mean mm-hmm. that's they that's do that a lot that's, that's that's disney's jam they take you know other people's work and make it beautiful. fairy tales folklore so yeah and make it beautiful <laughs> yeah it's a great movie i'll tell you that i won't lie i I mean, being being Latino, that that movie hit me in a very special place. I was very, it felt like my family. It felt it felt like mm-hmm. my family, uh, the way everybody act, interacted and and hung out. Like 
the the conversations they had between each other, the the the, sibling, the banter, the banter, the sibling rivalry, all of it was very familiar. The family, like the sibling competition, like all the cousins yeah. and like they're all mm-hmm. very connected. They all have their little, you know, like quirks that they like and that they, you know, don't like about one another. But at the end of the day, they're all family and they're all like uh, very strongly bonded together. Mm-hmm. And I felt that. Yeah. It was, um, like you said, very familiar. It felt warm and it felt mm-hmm. inviting and it felt like, oh, like you could, in, you could, in, for me, you could instantly relate this to your family. Even if you aren't a part of, I think, even if you aren't a part of the Latinx community, you could still find a character in this movie to say, that reminds me of my sister or that reminds me of my cousin or that reminds me of my brother. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really liked about the movie was that I was instantly able to connect some of these characters to family members um, in my family. So, I loved it. 100%. 100%. I'll just say, for me, I deeply identified with the character uh, Luisa. Being being the eldest sibling, I, I, like, I feel I feel her, her song had me in You know tears. Luisa's the middle child. No, uh, no, Luisa's the oldest. Wait, I... Luisa's the middle child. Ooh... Wait, wait, who's wait, who's the I oldest? had to double check because I wasn't is sure. Is it the whisk? I can't the, think of Isabella. Name. Is, is Isabella is the oldest. It's Isabella, Louisa, and uh, Maribel. Oh. I I I would have thought throughout the whole thing that it was Louisa that was the oldest child, but I I, mean, I, I was looked up their family tree and stuff right before we came on because I was curious just to make sure I was right, and that's what the Disney wiki and everything says. That did so. seem like a very middle child song slash breakdown. Mm-hmm. Really? So. It felt like... Yeah. Because she, she kept telling... So, who is the eldest then? Isabella. Isabella's the eldest. Isabella. Okay, so Luis is the... Oh, wow. I could have Actually, Luis technically, like, probably... Uh, from from Julieta's family, Felix's family, I think... Dolores might might slightly be I don't know. Is it I think Dolores, I think Dolores the, and, and Isabella are the same age or close to the same age. Dolores is the one who can hear, right? Mm-hmm. Who can hear mm-hmm. everything? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what that makes sense then the, the, the relationship between Dolores and and uh, Mirabel makes more sense now. Okay, I dig it. Still though, the Luisa's song though just like really hit me in a in a deeply emotional place strangely weird place like it hit me in a couple of strange places not only emotionally because of the song but kind of sexually this girl is hot she's she's so different than anything you've ever seen on a disney movie you've never seen a body type like that you've never seen like even if you look close like she has all these like little micro hairs on her neck and her arms like where the animators like really like you know, gave her a, a different look. And I was just like, oh my God, she is so hot. And then like, she's like, obviously like a girl group or a boy group, you know, Stan, like she would have every, you know, boy group record in her collection. You know, um, Louisa would be like that. Like I adore her character. And that is one of the best Disney songs that's ever, ever. Surface I agree. That was just... probably one of my favorite songs in the movie was her song. At the first, Rudy asked me the other day, he was like, oh, like, you know, what were you thinking about? Um, like, we don't talk about Bruno. And I was like, well, first of all, I did love We Don't Talk About Bruno. We'll <laughs> get there. But my favorite song was Louisa's song. I was like, first of all, I don't know who's writing Disney songs, 
but keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because Lin-Man, they always Lin-Man fight. Randa, that's it's oh, Mr. Yeah. Hamilton. Is it him? Yeah. He's all, he always yeah. comes through with the fire. What, that's why. What was what I, I watched a behind the scenes thing about it, and he wrote the songs for Moana, but he was he felt very constrict like restricted because yeah. like the movie was done, and then they said, hey, make songs for it, and then they asked him to make songs for this new movie, and he said, yeah, as long as I can be there throughout the whole thing, and basically, like, be a producer, and, like, work on the whole thing, and He's so talented, I think that's, that's what made it even better. I mean, he, it was phenomenal writing, and I'm, I'm glad they gave, I'm glad he had an opportunity to really stretch his legs with this, um, mm. with this format, because I feel like he, he fucking nailed it. In my opinion, he went to Colombia for some time and spent time in Colombia with Colombian artists and mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, the the majority of the music that's played in the whole soundtrack is um, Colombian artists that they brought in to to play all the music. So it's not just some orchestra in L.A. playing it. It's it's real Colombian musicians that are playing the, the music oh. to the movie, too. You, you love to see it when when they do when they do things right there. It wasn't appropriated. Mm-hmm. It was just. They, they they went down and they got they got the the artists the musicians to play the stuff that's incredible makes it much more authentic and it fe- it felt real and mm-hmm. I think that's that's why because they put the time in this they they put the effort they did the research they tried to stay true to um, the heart and the soul of the story which I think is very important when you're trying to incorporate different cultures and trying to uh, showcase different cultures but also make it digestible for for young audiences so. I definitely really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of want to get into the characters a little bit. What did first? What was your favorite character, uh, Coco? Who did who did you love to see? Besides, I guess you I did mean, say Louisa, but yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, Mirabelle is just such a great heroine. She really is. I I love Stephanie Beatrice too. The the actress, like I I I adore her. Yeah, and just like the vocal quirks and interesting like just the acting she brought to it i think i think maribel is such a special little character and i just i adore her and i think she has a great heroine song the um what is it called waiting on a miracle is oh yeah. that one was so good yeah that's kiss great heroine like wishing for the world to be different song that most disney princesses get like it's her yeah it's it's really her she I mean, she carries the movie on her whole back. It's, um, it's her movie. But. She does. I've been a fan of, of, of Stephanie Beatrice ever since Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, mm-hmm. premiered. Like, I've been, season one, I've been watching that show. And I've been really, I'm, I'm glad to see her break out of that that role of, of uh, Diaz in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because Diaz is an incredibly in-depth character from the show. But, like, seeing seeing Stephanie Beatrice be able to flex her, her acting legs and kind of expand and really showcase her abilities is incredible and i'm I, she was always a talent but i'm i'm eager to see that hollywood sees her this way and we can do something with that he's also uh, in in the heights with Lynn Mul- 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 oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. in the heights was great another great written and produced by lin-manuel miranda because he is well songs written and produced by him i i loved i gotta say as far as favorite characters go i I think I liked. I think I liked the dad. Like I know the sisters are really cool and everything, and I, I really enjoyed all of them. But I think the the like, or Felix, the the other dad. Felix. Felix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that the I, short I, king. 
the short I king. Like the, like, yeah, but I like that they, they represented uh, this, like, you know, strong man, but he, both, all of the men were there just to serve these incredible women and they were happy to do it and it showed like his parenting like right after oh i always forget the littlest one's name um um the little one that gets oh, his oh, get oh. the animal gift um yes antonio is it antonio no no camille anyway oh why can't i think of his name but like right after he gets his gift um they're having like a little family meeting and abuela goes to sit down and there's like animals on the thing and he's like oh i i told them to keep the seat warm for you and if you look there's just this like little moment where felix like looks at his son and like nods and like gives him a thumbs up like you know that was just a very gentleman thing to do and like i just i don't know just like those little touches were just like that just made the movie just extra incredible to me and Felix is the man. Like, I love him. He's so funny and don't talk about Bruno, how he supports mm -hmm. Pepe. And, uh, yeah, I, I do really, really enjoy Oh, it's Felix. Antonio. He's... Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, Antonio. Thanks. There we go. Um, another thing that I personally really liked that they did in this, in this movie is that they gave us a very beautiful, wide color spectrum of... Uh, latinx characters yes. and not one character was the same tone of brown it was felix mm -hmm. right who was very very and that dark. was that actually threw me for a second i was like oh okay we're throwing some some actual legitimate color into um into this film and that's something that i i think that we need more representation is this uh color is the spectrum of color when it comes to various races specifically uh, latinx and even african-american culture we always focus on just one one color yeah it's usually mm -hmm. your color Rudy. Yeah. we never really go it's a lot lower it's, it's about me into yeah. the spectrum so i was i was really shocked when i saw uh when i saw felix and i was just like oh hello friend <laughs> well hello <laughs> yeah. hello i know you um, i've seen this color before yeah i know some of these words so <laughs> movie just that more comforting to watch and it made it feel more personal and um, I was able to connect with it more because there was characters in it who who looked like me mm -hmm. that was great yeah colorism seems to be a real big problem in Hollywood lately they just they, they tend to yeah they don't care it tends to lean a lot lighter so you don't see people like Candace like of Candace's color on screen if if the character's black or brown, they're usually of a lighter complexion. So, it, for, I mean, for me as well, I'm in total agreement. It was really nice to see the different shades that Latinos can be. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was really good. I loved it. It, it. It's it's a little thing like that that really makes a movie feel special to somebody who isn't there. Like, you don't mm -hmm. see yourself a lot. So, it's it's nice. it's nice to see, like, my darker cousins get get a seat at the table so i'll say i maybe controversial opinion i don't know okay i really like the complexity of uh the abuelita character oh yeah i really liked her i guess in a way it's like a, a slight character arc because she's the matriarch of the family she's super strong mm -hmm. Everyone looks to her. The town looks to her. She's, you know, like she is the matriarch not only not only of the family but also of the the town in which their uh, special powers uh, benefits. And to see her having to hold such a strong weight on her shoulders, 
and coming from where the her backstory by the fact that you know she had lost her husband and the reason why she lost her husband and how they came about their their magic and uh, and the and not just lost him basically she yeah. watched him get murdered hacked up and murdered yeah. in front of her while she's holding his triplets like I was trying to that, be nice. <laughs> that trauma it's that trauma. is deep generational trauma Absolutely. that like you need to freaking somehow try to deal with and that was Mirabelle that was Mirabelle's yeah. gift was was to like free this family from this generational trauma yeah exactly and I love and it was hard to see the the this budding head like this budding head relationship between the grandmother and Mirabelle because you clearly see that obviously this isn't Mirabelle's fault like she's not physically or you know doing anything intentionally and she sees all of the cracks that are happening in the foundation of the home she feels it she sees her her uh, siblings their powers waning and uh abuelita is just kind of like trying to ignore trying to trying to keep going and trying yeah. to you know just trying to say hey like look we we got to protect our magic but she doesn't really she's lost sight of how to protect the magic she's lost sight of the overall like purpose of the magic and i love that mirabelle and her had that moment where she where they both came together and she was like hey yo grandma i'm here and i'm sorry you went through all this and we recognize the struggle that you've been through and we appreciate that you have brought us all this way and we're here because of you and and you know to see that come full circle and i think that um it's something that i really appreciate about Abuelita's character is because she comes off as a very strong, powerful. She's the and, matriarch. And a, yeah, uh, yeah, like she's just very strong, and you don't really get to see her soften a lot. And I love that they actually showed her in a a softer way, a, a more feminine way, and a more um, mothering, uh, nurturing way than what you saw her in the initial parts of in the beginning parts of the film. Because in my opinion, I don't know if you, were, I didn't feel very. She didn't seem very cozy, cuddly to Mirabelle. No. Maybe it's the other ones because they had special... In, in families sometimes, and I, I saw it. It was yeah. like... I mean, it, it happened in my family. I'm I'm second generation on my dad's side. I'm, I'm like the first, like, born in America, raised American uh, Latino on my dad's side. So, like, my abuelos are much are much stricter and, and more, like, encircling on, on, the, on the family than then and it's led to some problems you know as, as every family does and then as as the generations go like things have kind of loosened and loosened further and we've become more uh acclimated to to living in this country but it's it's that like holding on so tight to what they almost lost that they lose sight of what's what's in front of them or what they could their potential and their future yeah you yeah. you're they're, they're, they're choking the the life out of the family because they think they're protecting it. Oh, that's deep. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> well, they're choking. <laughs> the, the the abuela was basically choking the life out of the family, thinking that she was protecting it, thinking she was holding it tightly when she wasn't allowing it to breathe. And that's I, I don't know for me that that struck that struck pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I looked to it's like back to the waiting on a miracle song. Maribel asked for all of this to happen. The house was relatively fine. Yeah, there was tension and stuff going on, but nothing was really destroying. Nothing bad was going on in the house. She, in her heart songs, you know, said, you know, things do need to change. I need a miracle too. And the house said, bet, 
boom and it dropped all of this drama onto the family to twist it up into you know to to like open um Abuela's eyes to what she was doing to her family and how she was restricting them and not letting them be what they could be it was Mirabelle that asked for all of that to happen and she was the reason why the house broke but she was also you know in the end why it was stronger and better because yeah. it was made from you know them it was yeah. more of them it was the made end. from love and not trauma and that's yeah. that's what we got to yeah. remember because the, yeah. the house showed up the encanto showed up because of trauma and mm-hmm. while that might get you started true foundations things that stick are built with love i mean i think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the message we got the yeah. love of the that's community 100%. Yeah, love the community. I, I was holding on pretty well into the movie. Like I wasn't crying, and I'm a crier. <laughs> but that was the point where, when the guy that, it, when they all show up, and the guy in the very beginning of the movie who hands Mirabel the, the, the special stuff. gift for the for the one that's not special, and yeah. it, at the very end, he's the same one that shows up and hands her a whole big basket of stuff. And the, I wrote it down because it says, "We have no gifts, but we are many, and we do anything for you." When the town said that to them. I was just like, oh, it's over. And then I just like, <laughs> like sobbed through the rest of the movie, you know, the five minutes or whatever yeah. left of the movie was because it was just, I, I held, but once when the town showed up for them at the end, I just couldn't, I couldn't beautiful. take it. Now that's what, that's that community, the strong community ties that they've built together and how they're, they've been pouring into the community and the community has been like, okay, well now they need us to pour back into them. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, it takes a village. I mean, if if anything else, that's a, a epitome of, of that that saying right there is it takes a village because it took all of the village uh, people to come back and, and build their home up um, to its former glory. And a little bit about back to what you said, Coco, was that the fact that Mirabelle was literally the reason why the house broke, but also the part, the reason why it came back together, that was the vision um, in Bruno's mm-hmm. tablet was that, you know, when it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> that's that, that, that oh, that such a bop. I don't it's care. It's such a bop. That song is blowing up on TikTok. It it's is everywhere. so good. My, my TikTok is 95% in Canada. We don't talk about it. Like, 100%. Like, it's just, I, I've accepted it at this point, and I love it. Like, it's all in Canto. And, yeah, then mostly Bruno. I so good bruno got like uh john john leguizamo plays bruno and like yeah i heard I, I heard him speak for the first time when when mirabel finds the uh alleyway in the in the house and so she like through the picture yeah through yeah, the picture so she follows the rats once you and and they, they it's really fun because they introduce bruno the way you introduce villains because he's been built up as this villain yeah. And then you get to his room in in the, in the house, and he's just, he's sad. It was so, when they showed the plate drawn onto the oh thing, it was God, just like, Oh, God, don't even talk about heart, the plate. My, I, was, I was like, oh, I can't, I gotta oh pause. <laughs> yeah, heartbreaking. That one, that one hit me right here. It hit me right in the, it took me, that was the moment I knew, I was like, okay, Disney, y'all, about, y'all not here to play. Here y'all, mm-hmm. okay. He, he sits Once down again. with them for dinner every night. I was like, fuck, uh, that one hurt. That one hurt my heart. And it was it was just, it was a small scene, but it told you everything, everything you, you needed need to, to know. Everything you need to know about Bruno. Mm-hmm. And, that, and he said, he's like, I, I love my family. They just aren't. And the fact that he didn't run away, the fact that he didn't like 
leave or because everyone thought he was gone. He was that honestly. That's probably the most tragic part of the movie was mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't actually run away how everybody thought he did. He was there the whole time, hiding from. Well, he wasn't really useful to the family. He was yeah. more of a he was more of a, a nuisance than anything. Well, I mean, they, he was a perceived nuisance. He wasn't because they were asking him to do everything. Which I found was really odd. How are you gonna get mad at someone who, like, essentially his 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 gift was he told the future. Like, I'm sorry if you don't like what your future entails. He didn't create it. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Is, don't shoot the messenger. Exactly, and that's essentially they took his skill and they took his gift and they turned it. They made him feel bad about the gift that he was blessed with. When essentially, like he didn't, you know, he didn't yeah. come up with these. Uh, with he, he these predictions, the like he didn't decide the future. He's just simply telling you what comes to pass. I'm you don't sorry want, if you're you going to You don't want to know the answer? Don't ask the question. It's, and Abuela asked the question. She told him, or she asked him, you know, what's going on with Mirabel? Yeah. She was, because she was more concerned about the magic for the Encanto than Mirabel. And that's mm-hmm. where the problem started. Exactly. And, and, and it, it leads us to this eventual story. Poor Bruno. He was there the whole time. And I... It's probably it's funny to me, but I, I got a little chuckle out of his entertainment, where he was just watching the mice. <laughs> <laughs> little telenovelas and yeah. stuff. Oh. But like, did you also know, notice him in the background? Like, and we don't talk about Bruno. He's dancing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, up on when when oh. Dolores does when Dolores does are like I associate him with falling sand. You can see him in the top right corner. Yeah, uh, he's, dan- he's doing this yeah, and like, dancing like, around in the background up on the balcony. I didn't even see that part. Yeah, it's he's it's great. It's the little again. It's the little fucking. You, they didn't need to put Bruno in the back in the corner where you don't see it the first time. It it that's that that is for repeat watches and that is only for repeat watches and it's so good. It's the 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 animation is so clean on this movie and I just I'm, I'm moving away from from the characters in the story but like when when Mirabel goes to Bruno's tower and she falls out the way you can see sand like stick to her oh, her yeah. face and her dress yeah and the little the you can see the fringes of the flower like the cloth like popping you can see the threads breaking and like her cost her whole costume is incredible Five. like just from an animation stand I mean from a design standpoint and everything else but from an anim Having to animate that dress constantly, yes. like it's it's an incredible feat what they did with that. Her yeah, her the, costume in particular is incredible. The flow the flow of the dress, the way it, it does like the poofs, the, like it poofs out when she spins mm-hmm. and collapses, and it it all looks natural. I've seen those dresses before. I know how they should look, and it looks like it does. It looks like it should. Sorry, Once does. again, Disney does an amazing job. They they they, they put just money in this. Can't stop, won't stop. It was it was absolutely incredible. I, I just the hair too. The hair was animated her, incredibly. Yeah. Like the, all of their, Dolores they all had hair? different. Isabella. Isabella has yeah. Hair. yeah. Isabella's hair. Also, the intricacies of the each of their rooms. Like mm-hmm. I guess you we we really only see three rooms. You see um, Bruno's Bruno's room, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the sand the and sand the tower. sand dunes mm-hmm. and the tower. And you see Antonio, right? That's yeah. the youngest one. And the you jungle. see yeah. Isabella's room, and it's just mm-hmm. basically a huge garden full of roses. beautiful roses and, and flowers. And I just, I thought it was really cool how the house embodies their personality 
and gives them this huge, huge space and like a it's like a little Russian doll of of a home mm-hmm. essentially, and each of those rooms play to their um play to their personalities and their gifts. And I really wish we would have seen Luisa's uh, Luisa's room. Like, do you think it would have had like a Just all a, gym a, weights? All gym <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the cl- the concept art for it. There's drawings, and it was like kind of like gla- a gladiator room. It was all like made out of stone. There were a lot of places to work out, but there was supposed to be a secret door that led to uh, like a, a this brightly colored theme park where there's roller coasters and rides and stuff for her to like unwind in. That was like the original concept that they just never, it just never made it to screen, but that's kind of what they wanted to do, I guess. That's adorable. And I love, I, I wish I would have seen more rooms. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would have wanted to see more. Like what does Dolores's room look like? What does someone with, yeah, who can, who hear... can hear a pin drop? What, what does your <sighs> room look like? A like, padded cell know? somewhere that would <laughs> shut off everything from the outside world. If I had that power, that's what I would want because that would, that's overwhelming. She can't shut it off. She hears everything. She knows everything. I think, I think she, I don't think she can shut it or like she can hear from the outside because she, I remember at some point in the movie, she was like, Oh yeah, Louisa was Louisa's eye was twitching all night. I heard it when yeah. when when Mirabel's trying to figure out what's going on with the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I you hear somebody's eye twitching? Are you? I would be driven absolutely wild. Yeah. I would not not at all like. She has to walk around with earplugs in or something. Yeah. So I will say my I think one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is I was it um, uh, Mirabel and was it Bruno? She was standing up on the. They were standing across Dolores's. No, Isabella, uh, and they were standing up across. Uh, they were having this conversation, and basically, Minabel was like, basically, like, don't tell anybody that the house is oh, breaking yes. down and everything. And then they said, don't tell anyone. No one's gonna. No one's gonna know. And then like the screen, like the, the camera door shoots opens. over to Dolores, and she goes. And then the next scene <laughs> the around next the scene. table <laughs> is so just like it's just so familiar. It's just We've such like a there. thing like like with big families and like I have a really big family too and it's the same thing like and their eye contact and it just it was just it's, it's, it's so just a lot perfect of... and so real. <laughs> That's so uh. I've done that like and I just kept thinking, especially after multiple views, like Bruno was on the other side of that wall watching that all go down too. He sure was. Like he, he watched, he watched that crazy bad proposal tank. Oh, that was. Which was also hilarious. It, no, one hundred percent. The proposal was funny. I love, I love that so much. And everybody's just like, just down the line, everybody is finding out about about the it's magic. Like a game of telephone. Yeah. Happening mm-hmm. right at the dinner table, that was actually probably a very familiar scene because you know anybody with a big family and who has not even secrets but just something that not everyone should know or you know just yeah. a little. You you get a tattoo, you tell a cousin, a second cousin hears, and like don't fucking mm-hmm. stop, don't do it. Don't tell mom I'm high. Yeah. And by the end of the dinner, <laughs> mm-hmm. mom knows that you're high. Mom thinks you smoked meth, and it's like what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crystal meth, mom. Just regular meth. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's better for you. Like, so, what are your your overall thoughts? I mean, what else do we? Well, what else is, you guys want to I guess, I guess, I, I want to ask you a very difficult question, Coco. Mm. 
is there anything you didn't like or you see can you thought you you thought could use some improvement i mean i know at the beginning you mentioned it feels a little short but is there anything beyond that that you might be like that could have used some work or i I don't understand that honestly i don't i think it was kind of a perfect movie i don't I I I really hope they make a sequel to it, especially now that the Encanto is split open and there's you know opportunity for people from the outside to come in. I think that would be really really interesting. I just I, I just don't think that the story is done. I think that they need to. I I definitely think there needs to be a sequel to Encanto. So for some reason, and maybe it's because of the way they made the previews, which I kind of like that they didn't. The previews didn't reveal everything in the movie, which is I think how. A lot of previews do. For some reason, I thought that this would be more of a quest. You know what? Kind of like a Moana quest. Like she had to go somewhere and she had to do some things to bring back the heart of Tafiti to put it back in her. So it was kind of, and same thing I guess with the with a uh, Raya. I was just kind of expecting a little You're... bit more of a of a magic quest. Oh, you want, you were mm. expecting like a grand adventure, like Lord well, of the Rings, they go to the place. And then they get this thing and they bring it back and save the house. Like yeah. that's, or she had to go somewhere to get this thing to get another candle or relight the candle. I don't know. For some reason, the previews for me made it seem like she was going to go on this grand quest to save the house before it broke. And then she was going to come back and... I don't know why I built this up in my head this way. It was I not mean, how it happened in the movie at all. But if again, we're, if we're being honest, the, the trailer made it seem that way when when they did that little scene where like she's looking up at Bruno's tower. Yeah, and she goes, "At least I don't have to walk it alone." And, and then her then, bird friend flies away. Which, by the way, cute. Alan Tudyk is the voice of the bird. Yeah. Why Alan Tudyk is the voice of the bird is beyond. He, he was also Tuck Tuck and Ray and the Last Dragon. <laughs> like, because he's he was, wonderful and we love what him. What is what is the chickens? I always heard the chickens. Hey hey. hey is that hey, the chicken's hey, name hey. On, in Moana? <laughs> I think it's Hey hey. Yeah. Oh, come on. He was Hey hey too. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that they brought him to be the toucan is just—it's so stupid, and I love it. I—it's they don't—they don't need to, and they do it anyways, and I love that. I love that for Alan Tudyk. Let that man. Let that man have his money. He's he's done enough for for nerd culture and just acting in general. He's an incredible actor. Like let that man just cash in a Disney check for making toucan noises. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's he was a, he was a great toucan. He's yeah. in the, he's in and out. For, he's he's in for two hours. He comes out. He gets the cash check. Good to go. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um. So I guess I. For me, as far as, like, anything I could improve on, I'm kind of with you, Coco. This almost feels like a perfect movie. It's very good. <gasps> what? Perfect? It's it's almost perfect. I don't want to call it a perfect film, but I it, it it is definitely in my top five of 2022. I know it came out in 2021, but it came out in December of 2021, which technically puts it in 2022. There are some definite, like, nonsensical things and things that they definitely could have worked out maybe a little bit better, when it, especially when it can't comes to the magic, but you kind of, like, forgive them about that. Like, one thing that I still find weird is the doors, because, like, they all have, like, all of the adult children's doors look like them currently. Oh. But... It, the only exception to that was Antonio. Antonio is the only child on his door. And, like, 
weird. I was just like, that's kind of weird and slightly inconsistent. Like he, so there's the door probably, he should have been an adult on his door because they were all adults. At any, but weird little things like that. Yeah. But I mean, that's interesting. Question. The very last part, I guess, is it like an open-ended or maybe I just missed it because I'm dumb. The very last part, uh, Mirabel goes to turn the handle and the door ignites as if she is also getting her door. Her door. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they left that one a little open-ended for us. Or it's... maybe I felt that way and maybe you guys had a different perspective. I'll let Coco take the lead on this one. Yeah. I have I have thoughts, but if you have anything you want to talk about before I jump in, I do slightly agree that there that it might have been a little am- ambiguous about that. But at least how I took it was, it was the it was Maribel's equivalent of what a, kind of Abuela, you know, the it, it, the the magic came from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it, I kind of saw it as Maribel taking the, like, the reins is, is going to eventually be the head patriarch of the family. Okay. And, and kind of now that, you know, the magic was coming from Maribel instead of Abuela. And th- that's kind of how I always saw it, you know, as Maribel's gift too. It was, yeah, that's she actually... was... I didn't she was I the center stone of the family. Yeah, I didn't even think about that's, that. That's exactly oh. where I was going with it, Coco. Okay. Is, is that is that Mirabel is now is now going to be the the I guess the torch has been passed on to Mirabel. Now mm-hmm. she is she will be she will be the the matriarch of the family moving forward. Uh, whenever Abuela's time passes, mm-hmm. she will be the one to to hold the light of the candle. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's exactly it, how I perceived it. That's it's good. like the Encanto is her power. The, or the, the house is her oh. power. Because, I mean, the house worked for everybody, but everybody treated the house kind of like a servant or like you would or like you would kind of like uh, like a dog almost. So you're like, you're like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. And then you like go and then you like you do your own thing. You're living your mm-hmm. own life. Thanks, Ollie J. Uh, Ollie J says, definitely saw it as a moment of breaking generational trauma. She wouldn't let the old ways dictate the way she would go forward. Mm-hmm. Also true. That's a good that's a good definition or way to see it. I, yeah, I, I just saw it. I, I'm with you, Coco. I just saw it as, as Mirabel taking taking the torch, and she will be the one to handle the family. Because she treated the house like a person. She did. Actually, I like that she just brought that up, because in reality, you don't really see anybody else speak to the house the way that Mirabel speaks to the house. Like, she actually has... She interacts with the house, and the house interacts with her. Like, you don't really see that connection with the house and any uh, any of the other characters besides... Yeah, for Mirabel. a little bit with Abuela. You do yeah. see a little bit. Ab- yeah. Abuela does talk to the house. The house does things for Abuela. You know, even just moving the chairs around. So mm-hmm. Mirabel up talking to Louisa and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it felt like to me, like, she was the only other one that really yeah. bonded to the house. And that's kind of... You know, but, that is, I guess, you're, in a way, I guess that is her magic that she didn't realize that that she had. And I, I, I need to rewatch it for um, a second time. But I don't mm-hmm. recall any of the other characters communicating with the house, communicating with them as much as the character communicates with the house, as like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Abuelita and uh, Mirabel. Like, I can't think of and maybe a little bit with um, Antonio, but that's because he was with. Mirabel during the time of the interaction, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the Casita used its like 
dying last bit of energy to protect to Maribel when she was trying to get the candle. Oh my god, um, yeah. another oh. part that rocked me. I don't know why. Oh, that movie, feels... I know you said you're not a crier and you held it together pretty well, but this movie made me cry at multiple points. Yeah. yeah. Multiple points. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be okay. It's fine. Are like, you though? Are you gonna be okay? I, I mean, I, I was okay. eventually, but like, it that this this movie this movie hit me directly in the heart, and I don't know, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why Disney invested <laughs> so much money to make me cry so hard during they a make children's it specifically movie. Specifically for you. Really. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's honestly rude. They're in the <laughs> business of emotional torture. Mm. Disney has always done it. Like, as far as I can remember, back is, like, you know, there's so many Disney movies that are just tra trauma. Just Toy Story 1 is trauma. The Lion King. Oh, my God. Bambi. Yes. Like, I mean, it, way, way back to, you know, even Bambi. That finding traumatizing. Up. Big Hero 6, like you said oh, earlier. Oh, Big Hero 6. <laughs> That's another one. I, like, I got, I got a thing Monsters about... Monsters, Inc. Gah. I got a thing about family, like Big Hero Six when the brother mm -hmm. dies. I like fuck that got me. Wrecked me. Yeah, Tadashi. Still, the I... ultimate betrayal, apart from Lion King, is probably Hans from Frozen. I'll never get over it. <laughs> I just did not see it coming. I wasn't ready, and when it happened, I was like, "Oh, y'all got me fucked up." <laughs> this is what we're doing, Disney. This is the savagery that we're on, Disney. Okay. That's cool. Frozen is is genius. It, it was. Is a and the second Hans. one was nearly as good as the first well, one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the second one was also really good. Like, I don't usually mm -hmm. like sequels, but Frozen 2 was an do epic you, sequel. Do you not like sequels? I really don't like sequels. I guess when you do like a sequel, you, like, love it. Because you won't, like, Bad Boys 2, you absolutely love but that's not, not a sequel. sequel. That's like a shift of generations. Like Bad Boys Two, I think is better than the first one. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Bad Boys absolutely. Yeah, you can't compare that. No, that's something yeah. completely okay. different. See, Bad Boys Two is absolutely was... the better movie. Like, let's not let's yeah. not pretend it's 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 a it's a close second. No, it is far and away above I enjoyed the first. Bad Boys because I came up on the first Bad Boys but when the Bad yeah. Boys 2 came out I was just like oh shit yeah what the fuck I wasn't ready yeah I mean it was it was Michael Bay when he was at his best I just love when Michael Bay flips cars and I, blows no, shit up I, uh, I like hard, Michael Bay I don't care if people say hard tangent great job on Transformers Michael, Michael Bay is yeah. really good but Michael Bay is only really good when you tell him what he can't do <laughs> because if you give Michael Bay a blank check and say go off King, you've lost the movie. Because what was you get it? Pearl Harbor, Six Underground. <laughs> Six Underground wasn't that bad. It was not that great. Wait, I might be thinking of it. That's the movie. that's the Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie. Oh yeah, well, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad though. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it, it's not memorable. That, like, okay, no. That boat scene was memorable. Shut up. Okay, that uh, the Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie. Oh, I didn't see it. It's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. But that that boat was scene, the electromagnet, Bay? that was memorable. Netflix on, basically was, was like, "Here's hey, a blank Bay. check. Go do your thing. Just blow mm -hmm. a bunch of things up mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. drop a bunch of things from the sky." Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's I, Michael Bay's specialty. I don't mind turning my brain off and watching movies like that. That's why, like, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, so like just to sit and watch shit blow up and people do stupid stuff in cars. I'm not I'm watching Fast and Furious for the logic. 
I'm not watching Fast and Furious for any type of sense. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. watching it because I'm <laughs> because I'm invested in the characters yeah. and I'm invested in what they can do next. How are yeah. they going to top the last movie? And this is how we this is how we go off on tangents. This is how we make what should have been like a forty five minute episode like an hour. <laughs> Oops. This, no, it's fine. I'm I, I honestly I love it, and I never want to put a restriction on what we talk about. I never want to railroad us. But me, like, if you ever listen to past episodes of, of Minority Movie Report, me and Candace don't know how to stay on topic. We can't. We we the structure is the movie that we're like we eventually get back to it, but we we definitely. <laughs> We digress. Yeah, we, we, we tangent a lot. It happens. Roxy, get on. So, Coco, uh, do you recommend this movie? Well, I think I, I recommended it to you. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're like, you should watch it. And I was like, well, Coco said it's great. I should watch it then. I've pretty I've much, you know, everybody I've said I think should watch it. I think anybody, I think everybody, regardless of your background or your race or anything, I think would identify with this movie somehow because <laughs> you know the root of family is you know what it's really really about and, yeah and the music is so good it's, it's so very good. good you can tell there was heart put into this because it's like there's like a there's like an old jazz quote it's like you can play every note but if, uh but if your heart's not in it you're not playing the music Mm -hmm. You're like really deep tonight. Really. I'm. I have. I have quotes. I'm, well, I'm here for the quotes. Quote. So yeah, I mean, it's it's that it's that same thing. You could have taken the same music and given it to an or, uh, a Los Angeles orchestra, but they would they would never play it the way the way somebody trained in that in that history and that culture would play it. There's no heart mm -hmm. behind it. You're you're very you're just gonna play the notes and yeah, it'll sound good, but there's not gonna be any heart or any soul behind the music, which is you know the whole point of music. This was the first Disney movie to have a fully non-English song. True. It had, oh. it had multiple. Yeah, the those the two caterpillars song. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. One. that was really beautiful. The one where we Honor watched breaking. the Willow die. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, I think there's two because there's also um, Colombia Me Encanto. It's another oh, one yes. that's uh, fully Spanish. That's the kind of carnival sounding, you know, bop when um, Antonio gets his room. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was, that was a good one. That was a very good I'm one. I'm just going to go back and listen to the soundtrack apart from was... the movie. That's usually what I like to do after I watch a movie. And I'm like, oh, this is a cute song. Oh, I love this song. I'll go back and listen to the actual soundtrack of the mm -hmm. movie. So I think I'm going to put this on while I go to the gym and... and run it out to some yeah. we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> that's a good treadmill song I was like doing yard work earlier and I was listening to it so yeah definitely yeah, it's <laughs> no it's definitely like it'll it'll get your hips moving for sure yeah for sure so uh, I guess yeah that's this is a recommend from all of us if if you feel safe enough to go watch it in theaters I also recommend doing that because this the, the way the sound from the just those movie theater speakers just play so much better or if you have like a really good set of headphones i also recommend doing that because the music and the sound design in this movie is so incredible uh the song just the song between isabella and and, and mirabel was also a very oh, good song yeah that was good mm -hmm. 
what else can I do? Yeah, what else can I do? Yeah, I especially like the way it started because it sounded like it sounded like music coming in backwards at the beginning, which obviously highlights her like, well, this isn't pretty, but it's good. I can do something with this. I also love that after that whole, uh, what part was it? She made the cactus. Mm-hmm. My question is, why, why is being pretty more valuable to a community than her growing food? Because you'd think that she would be able to be growing vegetables and stuff for the community Instead to be Instead of just eating. a bunch of flowers. Instead of roses and, and shit. Why, why was that? I, I guess to continue the line. Yeah. yeah. So she needs to be. She's the eldest. She needs to continue the line. She needs to have more children. There need to be more magical children. Also interesting. All of the uh, males took the uh, pater the maternal name. All all of the males, the fathers, and everybody are magicals. Yeah. They all take. They all take That's that true. last name. I hadn't Let thought about find that. Because the Felix and Pepe are not magicals by blood. They would have. They come made in, it in. Yeah. to the family, but they still have the magical last name. They keep the magical last name. Yeah, non-fruit-bearing flowers. The only, the first fruit-bearing flower she she grew was a cactus. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I mean, I guess the thing was, back to your point. They never um, asked. They never her. asked her to grow anything else. They never a expected her to be anything more than just super pretty and super perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's what she was supposed to do. They never expected anything more from anyone else besides what. Besides what their gifts were. Like, I'm pretty sure Louisa had other, many other gifts than just being super strong, but nothing else was required of her. Mm -hmm. And they never really allowed, it seemed like that the, the families. They, yeah, Abuela. Mm -hmm. I, you're right. Abuela didn't really, she wasn't really here for it. She wasn't trying to hear it. Honestly, she just, she wanted to say, hey, listen. Yes, and the dress changed at the end of the song. It was cute. Um, mm -hmm. She pretty much wanted everybody to do what they were supposed to do. Everybody's supposed to beat to the same, march to the same beat of the drum, and nobody's supposed to go off script. And I really don't care what else you can do because right now you're supposed to be doing this, and this is what you need to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So towards the end, we see that she's like, hold on. I can actually do more than grow just pretty flowers. And like you said, that was uh, Ali J pointed out that she only grew... Uh, non-fruit non-fruit bearing flowers and the uh, the cacti was the first flower that she grew that that bears a, that bore fruit bore fruit yeah bears fruit, mm -hmm. fruit so i guess she can and then hopefully yeah we're talking about abuelita we're talking about abuela mm -hmm. um hopefully maybe like you said if we open this up to a second movie we'll be able to see the characters like their growth uh, the dynamic aspects of each character and each of their talents because I'm pretty sure they can all do more. Abuela just didn't want anybody else to do more. She wanted them to do what they, their only magical power that they had. That was it. God, I love that. That was beautiful. Both of you. Thank you so much. That was absolutely incredible. I got, no, I have no notes. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect way to end it. I think absolutely amazing. I, I, now that, now that we talk about it more, like I'm kind of, I'm into this. I want, I want a second movie. I want to see the growth Isabella has. I want to see what she does with these new, not these new powers, but this new, these new options that she has in front of her. I want to see what Louisa does with her strength. Now that she's like, you can't put everything on me. I have my limits too. 
also, Dolores is probably going to be the next to get married because she's actually the one who who liked the guy that Isabella was supposed to marry yeah. in the first place. Mariano? I don't know what yeah. his name was. He I was cute, was though. Yeah. I was like, okay. Apparently, he's okay. voiced by, like, a very famous Colombian, like, heartthrob singer. Like, very, very, I Did don't know who he is, but apparently, yeah, and it, and it looks similar to, oh. they look similar to the actual in real like, life, but I, I don't, like, I, I'm not aware of work, I was like, apparently. Like, you don't want him, girl, I will take him. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, his name is Maluma. That's, yeah, that's your that's boy. That's it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, yeah, Isabella, girl, send him my way. No, that's how it's <laughs> But. Um, I think that we'll have more magical children on the way, even though it's not from the eldest, the second oldest, or I don't know. I, Would he establish the 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 age? No, order? Uh, Isabella's the oldest, then Luisa, then Mirabel. What mm-hmm. about Dolores? Dolores is a cousin. She's yeah, Dolores is cousin. She's the oh, oldest of the cousins. Well, she gonna have. She about to have some babies with that cute dude. So mm-hmm. boom. Mm-hmm. More magic, those are some good more magic babies. More yeah, she's colorful. What, Felix and Pepe's daughter. Caramel, mm-hmm. beige, whatever Which, color magical babies we have. I, I know we're rounding it out, but but Tia Pepe probably had the most influential ability, power. I mean, that her emotions. Luis, was it Luisa? I told you Luisa was the oldest. Right, snap, snap, snap is saying Luisa's the oldest. I thought I thought so too, but going going back to Tia, Tia Pepe, um, and I know I was about to end this, but I just had a thought. Oh, her, um, her yeah, her, ability her emotions, to... her emotions dictating the the uh, the, weather the weather around her, like like how hard does that have to be that you have to keep your emotions in check to make everybody else happy? How wild is that? Like you gotta like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to show weakness or or despair or anything. Because then you ruin everybody. You ruin everybody else's days. Not like, even everybody else's day. Like her mood was. Her mood affects crops. Her mood affects food and 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 livestock. Like she has to keep it together for everybody. So not like, just I, her family, but for the village. That's a lot of weight to put on just one person. And the family that she came from, girl. I don't know how you've been keeping it together for this long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luisa is a character. Uh, she's strapping. She's the middle daughter. Yep. Yep, middle child. Got him. So yeah, I, I that's a great point that you bring up is the fact that she is carrying hell of a lot of emotional weight on her shoulder because she has to keep it together so that the town can. She ha- and think about it. She has to be sad during certain times so that it can rain, and she has to be happy during certain times so that they can get sunshine and like I, I don't think yeah, I want that magic. As hell. Her she anxiety is, like, she has, like, those anxious twitches she does and stuff because yeah. she's so, you know, she has to keep herself under check all of the time because, you know, also, you know, uh, the person that complains to her constantly about it is Abuela. Abuela. Abuela is constantly on her when there's rain clouds or, you know, she's feeling kind of blue. So she she's not allowed to feel her feelings. You yeah, can only feel poor, the feelings that Abuela wants her to feel. And poor Felix is just like, me amor, don't worry, I got you. Like he's just he's just there to be her emotional <laughs> support. My short king. I love him. Let me let me find out Felix is out yeah. here. There's a line where she during don't talk about Bruno and she's like stops him 
Are you gonna? Are you telling the story or something like that? Oh yeah, he goes. Like, he goes are sorry. you telling the story? And like, he goes, "I'm sorry, me, I'm more." And like he like he trails off. Oh, such a good, such yeah. a good line. I think Snap saying. I think I, I was watching it the other night with uh, with Snap and KB and a bunch <laughs> of people, and it was yeah. Snap said the same thing. It was like one of her favorite lines from that song, from the Bruno song. So good. There's I so can, much to I can talk this about movie. this movie for hours. It's so good. Yeah. It's absolutely insane how good this movie is. Disney has no right. I know they were going to rule the world one day, but I'm I'm not what I'm not it? mad about this. And you can already go see Mirabelle in the parks. They have actresses that they've hired, and they're they're look, in the parks already. Right oh yeah, look, there's a cactus right behind you. This is a great song. Yeah, the visuals are incredible too. The changing of the uh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. I've seen <laughs> I've seen it at least ten times now. So I'm uh, I I did I did uh, once in theater, and like twice at home already, and I, I'm I'm down for more. And I listened to the soundtrack today while I was at work. I've only seen it once. I'm You're... I'm behind. Yeah. I'm... Get caught I'm, up. I'm I'm trying. I do. I <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's uh, so good. But yeah, I anything else like Coco? Anything you wanted to? You, do you want to promote anything or talk about anything else before we sign off for the night? No, I, I you know, I can't really um, think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I, I wish I wrote, I wrote it down, but I've lost the page of that book to tell you to read. But I guess I'll, I'll put it in the um, Discord if people are yeah. interested. The book that this movie is based off of. Um, yeah, please and thank you. I'd really appreciate it. For sure, it. for sure. Like even even if it's a kids book, like I, I I love I love reading uh source material that like stuff is based on. I read I I read the first three Dune books because Dune One was coming out. One hundred years of solitude, that's what it's called. Okay, one okay. One hundred years of solitude. One hundred years by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Okay. Um, highly, 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 highly recommend. He's a great author, but that's what kind of inspired Encanto. There, that's the name of the book, guys. If you want to go look it up and check it out, I, I, I can't, I, I just cannot recommend Encanto enough. If not for the music, for the characters, if not for the characters, for the story, like if not for the story, for, for the, the visuals, yeah, the, for visuals, the visuals, the animation. It's it, phenomenal. There's gonna be something about this movie that you like, and this is honestly, this is as far as animated movies go, this is on par with Into the Spider Verse for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I think that the animation is that beautiful. It's that mm-hmm. good. the The story is 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 it's honest. I feel like it's an honest story about about a minority family and 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 the generational trauma that we deal with. And it's I just can't praise this film enough. This is probably one of the deepest minority movie reports we've done in a while. Mm-hmm. Coco, thank you for bringing us Thanks these for having me. questions and like getting us to go all deep in the film and like our feelings and shit we appreciate it because yeah. this is real coco you've been am- absolutely amazing and i hope um this has been a pleasant experience for you and that you come back on to minority movie report because i'd love to talk more movies with you i love movies anytime tell me and i would be happy to i love movies absolutely we'll schedule something in the future um but okay. i think i think that's gonna be it for us guys okay. chat Thank you so much for being here. Uh, can I get hypes in chat for Coco for being an amazing guest? And hypes in chat for Candice for being an amazing sister and incredible co-host. Uh, I love you guys. My name is Rudy. I'm Candice. And we are special guests. 
Coco. Coco, beautiful. Thank you guys. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. We love you. Have a good night. Dolores has heard <laughs> everyone in the village get that chicks. God damn it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother. So Dolores has heard everyone in the village get their cheeks clapped. That's and he's, yeah. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Not wrong he's not at wrong all. at all. No. I will she say knows every, every IBS in the village. Like She just Any, knows it all. Anytime everyone, anyone ever grunted a little too hard. I was going to say, bubble guts and all, <laughs> Dolores hears it.